deadly in their shade. So twisted does it grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. White as snow. The vicar's cocky young son came. Cocky young son came to drink my tea. He touched me without asking. Now he's buried neath a tree. He's buried neath a tree. There you go. So, welcome to the 58th episode of the True North Witches podcast. So, we're still on the kitchen witchery, uh, even though this is probably being posted in August instead of July, like it was supposed to. Um, I I am behind. This is totally my fault. I apologize to everybody. So, with in that theme, I am talking to you about bell peppers. And I am talking about she talking to you about vervain. Ooh. Yeah. Wasn't that my... we're, we're just talking about a bunch of vampire diaries. <laughs> First yeah. with Lapis yeah. Lazuli uh, last time and Vervain this time. Everything. I, I am like obsessed with vampires. Like, I don't know if you know this about me, but, like, I'm totally uh, obsessed. I do know that about you. Um, really anything vampire-related you can get you addicted to, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> Queen of the Damned, Interview with the Vampire. My jam. Did you hear they're coming? Did you hear they're coming out with a TV series for Interview? No, this must be watched. It's not out yet. It was just green lit, green lit, um, but they're coming out with it. I just, mm. really? I just love vampires, especially <laughs> Anne Rice vampire. There's, there's like, there's like this dark beauty about her vampires. So you know, yeah, like, is, I do have to say that I did like even the the um, video renditions of both Interview with the Damn Vampire and Queen of the Damned. Well, like, they're both... Mm. Queen of the Damned one is... Mm. <laughs> I, I love the movie because when I was, like, in high school, when this movie was introduced to me, it was way before I had read any Anne Rice series. I grew up on, like, Stephen King. Um, and, like... Just as good, mind you. They're just as good. But a different well, quality of good. Not a, a different quality. But like Stephen King and Clive Barker. And then all of a sudden, I met this girl. Yeah. It was before like me and you were like super close. Because I went to, I, I think I went to elementary school. I knew her from there. Um, so I went over to her house for a party. It was a Halloween party. It was like the first party I'd ever gone to. And she was like, Stephanie, you're going to love this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> she puts it on. And suddenly I'm obsessed just that was the start of my downward spiral into obsession with vampires and anything vampire related and hating my life because they don't exist well i have our tarot card it popped right out it just jumped out at me oh my okay well we got the five of cups okay okay now you're gonna love this um since for because i always do upright i don't do reversal 
stands for regret, failure, disappointment, and pessimism. The Five of Cups shows a man in a long cloak, black cloak, looking down on three cups that have been knocked over, symbolic of his disappointments and failures. Behind him stand two cups representing new opportunities and potential, but because he's so fixed on his losses, the overturned cups, he misses the opportunities available to him. In the background, a bridge crosses a large flowing river and leads to the security of the castle or home on the opposite side of the riverbank. If only he can move on from the overturned cups, the bridge is a message to build a bridge and get over it. So the card that I'm using because I'm using the unknown tarot, the unknown tarot, um, the card that I have that represent like is a sad looking pony. Oh, so I think this card is calling me out, and I just like to tell it to fuck off. So yep. the poem that we're getting today is worried with what's in front of you. You fail to see other options and even your dreams across the horizon you may have gotten distracted been too much so in your ego take a step back be present and think don't cry over spilled milk when you never liked it to begin with and thank you fortunate for calling me out for a second time fuck off (laughs) moving on from that uh, call out (laughs) very bad call out very very bad call out i just like it to to fuck off the fuck off um i am the witchy tip slash information slash whatever um and this one is knocking on wood actually comes from the belief that every tree is inhabited by a spirit known as a haman dryad or dryad the action of knocking was practiced by ancient priests to immediately summon this spirit to aid the priest or priestess in order to ward off evil or even fulfill a wish. So the next time you knock on wood, remember that you are actually summoning the spirit of the tree. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either. It was hmm. I, it was a neat thing to learn. Nice. And what is our call out from the universe today? Oh, um, I actually didn't grab that deck. So the call out for you today is get your shit together. Do your shadow work. Do your shadow work. Pull up your panties. You can do this. Cool. Got <sighs> Big breath. <laughs> As I deep breath my in, deep breath out. <laughs> With the kitchen witchery, I am talking to you about bell peppers. So they are actually part of the nightshade family, which is hilarious because, you know, how you're not supposed to, like, it's the deadly nightshades that you're not supposed to, like, come into contact. Uh, Another part of the, uh, part of the nightshade family, potatoes are part of the nightshade family. Tomatoes and eggplant. Mm -hmm. I Um, love potatoes. I love potatoes. Uh, They... Ones that we usually see in stores are green, red, yellow, and orange. Now, that's not, they come in many other colors. I'm currently uh, cultivating both purple and black peppers, like black sweet peppers in my garden. Uh, Green and purple varieties are slightly bitter, while the red, orange, and yellow are sweeter and almost fruity. They have been cultivated for about 9,000 years, uh, along with 
hot peppers. Uh, the earliest cultivation uh, was found in South and Central American civilizations. But we have also seen the earliest fossil traces so far uh, from southwestern Ecuador, which was about 6,100 years ago. Peppers themselves come in a wide variety of types and heat levels. Uh, sweet peppers are at a zero and some are up to two million on the Scoville scale, um, such as the Trinidad scorpions, uh, pepper, uh, hot peppers, and, which I'm currently growing in my garden, and the Carolina reaper peppers. There is also a pepper now um, on the heat scale that um, you cannot eat or you will die. Nice. Don't do it. So we are specifically talking about the sweet pepper, which is still part of the uh, capsicum family. Its name was given to it by Christopher Columbus, who naturally but mistakenly associated it with peppercorn, which is a totally unrelated plant. But this was often done with uh, spicy foods, specifically fruits and vegetables uh, from the European colonies. Unlike other members of the uh, capsicum family, sweet peppers, like I said, does, do not contain a capsicum, which is the chemical responsible for the heat in other peppers. Though at one point, uh, they did actually contain some heat. This was actually bred out of the pepper. The U.S. refers to it as pepper. Um, however, other countries, so you live in other countries, they generally refer to it as paprika, Um but generally the dried version. Paprika is made like a, out of pepper? Yeah. Are you kidding? No. Am I just stupid? No. I did not know that. Not many people do. Like, That's why we do this podcast. I guess so. I learned something new. <laughs> green peppers or green paprikas are un the unripe form of the fruit they are still edible however they are quite bitter i like um, them <laughs> uh the colored varieties include yellow orange uh red purple rainbow and uh, like i said i'm actually cultivating black sweet peppers i didn't know that they came in purple and black not until i started growing them like that <laughs> Not until you sent me a picture the other day being like, oh, look, I've got purple peppers. And I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? I've also got black ones in my garden, too. They're actually Damn. Coming. Yeah. The colored varieties uh, contain more nutrients and vitamins. Specifically red, it has about twice as much vitamin C as its green sibling. I do like red peppers. I love red peppers. Red peppers are the... So they've said... Uh, like green, orange, and yellow are pretty good for like cooking peppers because they're like stable peppers, like yeah. they can up with the heat. Whereas, like if you're putting like peppers into a, like a crudite platter. By the way, for those of you who don't speak chef or have a cook as a best friend, a crudite platter is actually like just a vegetable platter. A crudite. <laughs> Got it. Yes. But, um, oh, we have a menu at work. <laughs> anyway, um, the red peppers are better because they are sweeter, uh, less less bitter than the others. Uh, they can be in season anywhere from May to December. Oh. 
Yeah, not in this climate. <laughs> yeah, no. No. There is actually no scientific difference between bell peppers and sweet peppers. They're actually, the name for them are actually just used interchangeably. Oh. Yeah. Uh, as they ripen, sweet peppers go from the bitter to the more sweet. So the longer on the plant, the longer it has to develop that sugar content, which is why the green that you pick that's not quite ripe is more bitter than the red which is completely ripe see but i like the green it's not bitter it's crisp now here's the thing though i notice that you can buy plants that are specifically green peppers so yeah i think they're just fooling everyone sure (laughs) so sweet peppers come in quite a large variety of shapes, sizes, all that lovely stuff. Um, some cherry peppers, sweet cherry peppers, uh, can be a bit spicy, but that's part of their fun. Mainly, they are sweet little nuggets that taste like what they look like, condensed red peppers. They are tasty raw as a, a little snack. They are also good in salads or pickled. Cubanel peppers... Uh, are long, thin peppers. Uh, They are pale yellowish green when they first grow, but will darken and then turn red if left to fully ripen. Most are solid in their unripe state and used chopped as an aromatic for other dishes or roasted and stuffed. Ooh, that sounds good. Stuffed peppers. Mm. Green bell peppers. These are the peppers that so many people grew up with. They are grassy in flavor and super crunchy in texture. I like them on pizza. Yes. We happen to like them best in stuffed peppers. Ooh, yeah, stuffed green peppers are pretty good. Uh, Whether you decide to stuff them with ground meat or quinoa and veggies, then cook them until tender and juicy, they all find it finds a special place in your heart. That is true. I do love, I do love a green pepper. Uh, Italian frying peppers. I almost read that as flying peppers. <laughs> <laughs> These skinny, mild peppers are so named because they are at their best when either sliced long and thin or chopped up and gently fried in olive oil. Ooh, that sounds absolutely delicious. The long, thin slices make a side dish all on their own. The chopped up ones are perfect for adding to sandwiches. To fry Mm -hmm. them, a large pan over medium heat with plenty of high quality olive oil. Trim the peppers, remove their stems, slice them lengthwise, and remove their seeds if you like, and add them to the pan. Sprinkle with some salt and cook, stirring now and again until the peppers are supremely soft. About 30 minutes. Actually takes really good. Orange bell peppers, like their sunny brethren, the yellow bell peppers, orange bell peppers are a bit less flavorful than the red bell peppers, but just as sweet and just as pretty. Use them raw in salads or roast them up and add their bright orange sunrise, sunshine, sunshine to dishes. Purple bell peppers. Purple bell peppers are less sweet than red, orange, or yellow bell peppers, but they are definitely sweeter than green ones. They are perfect in salads or other raw dishes since their brilliant shiny purple color turns muddy and even a bit gray when cooked. Uh, Red bell peppers, which are actually the most popular bell pepper 
or sweet pepper uh, is probably because they are, in fact, quite sweet. Their bright color and sweet flavor make them perfect for tossing into salads. Ooh, such as a corn avocado pepper salad or mm. pickled pepper salad. That actually sounds really good. <laughs> Bread peppers have a less grassy flavor than most peppers and become silken and luscious when roasted. Yes, very luscious when roasted. Uh, roasting pimentos or pimentons. Roasting pimentos. Yes, by the way, Steph, the little red pimentos in olives, those are also peppers. Mm, I don't like olives. I know, but you see them. Like, you've seen yeah. an olive. The little red part is actually pepper. Mm. Yeah. So, roasting pimentos are best for, as you may have guessed, roasting. They tend to have a high sugar level, and roasting brings out their deep sweetness and makes it silky smooth. This sounds absolutely delicious again. Why does everything have to sound so good to eat? <laughs> have you eaten also, dinner? Yes, we had tacos. Oh, taco. Homemade tacos. Nice. Uh, yellow bell peppers can be used much like the red or orange peppers. Basically, they're the same thing. Um, they are, but they are milder and they roast up beautifully, just like the red peppers, and keep their lovely yellow hue when cooked. They do. They are this pretty yellow color when cooked. Mm-hmm. Like the red ones get a little bit like browned depending on how long you cook them for which is part of the roasty bit which makes them really tasty um but if you're like looking for like presentation wise for like a stuffed pepper your best bets are like yellow and the orange because they don't get all they don't get as wilty as the red they are low in calories and rich in vitamin c and other antioxidants so let's go into that what do i mean by that so uh Peppers are actually 92% water, which is more than the human body. The rest is carbs and small amounts of protein and fat. In 100 grams or 3.5 ounces of raw red pepper, there are 31 calories, 1 gram of protein, 6 grams of carbs, 4.2 grams of sugar, 2.1 grams of fiber, and 0.3 grams of fat. So they are really good if you want to do non-fat type of cooking type of cookie cookie Hmm. yeah they are loaded with vitamin c one medium-sized red bell pepper provides 169 percent of the reference daily intake so rdi for vitamin c making one of the richest dietary sources of this essential nutrient vitamin b6 puri doc Sign is the most common type of vitamin B6, which is a family of nutrients important for the formation of red blood cells. Vitamin K1, a form of vitamin K, also known as philoquinone. K1 is important for blood clotting and bone health. Potassium, this essential mineral, may improve heart health. Folate, also known as vitamin B9, folate has a variety of functions in your body. Uh, Adequate folate intake is very important during pregnancies. Uh, But also consult your physicians, please, guys. If you have allergies to bell peppers, please don't be eating them. Simple as that. We are not doctors. We are also not your doctors. See where we're going with this? We say it every Mm -hmm. time. You know where I'm going with this, guys. Vitamin 
<laughs> vitamin E, a powerful antioxidant. A vitamin E is essential for healthy nerves and muscles. The best dietary sources of this fat-soluble vitamin E are oils, nuts, seeds, and vegetables, such as peppers. Vitamin A, red bell peppers are a high, or sorry, vitamin A, red bell peppers are high in pro-vitamin A beta carotene, which your body converts into vitamin A. So other plant compounds, bell peppers are rich in various antioxidants, like we said, especially carotenoids, <clears throat> uh, which are more abundant in ripe specimens. The main compounds in bell peppers are the capsaicin, especially high in red bell peppers. Capsaicin is a powerful antioxidant responsible for the brilliant red color. Violaxanthin, this compound is most common is the most common carotenoid antioxidant in yellow bell peppers. Lutein, lutein, I'm going to go with that one. Uh, While abundant in green, unripe bell peppers, and black paprika, lutein is absent from ripe bell peppers. Adequate intake of lutein, I I don't even know, may improve eye health. Carcetin, studies indicate that this polyphenol antioxidant may be beneficial for preventing certain chronic conditions such as heart disease and cancer. Luteolin, similar to carcetin, luteolin is a polyphenol antioxidant that may have a variety of beneficial health effects. I almost said defects. That that's not correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, like most whole food, uh, whole plant foods, bell peppers are considered a healthy food. High consumption of fruits and vegetables has been linked to a reduced risk of many chronic illnesses such as cancer and heart disease. In addition, bell peppers may have a number of other health benefits, like eye health. The most common types of visual impairments include macular degeneration and cataracts, the main causes of which are aging and infections. However, nutrition may also play a significant role in developing these diseases. Lutein and zeaxanthin, carotenoids found in relatively high amounts of bell peppers, may improve eye health when consumed in adequate amounts. In fact, they protect your retina, the light-sensitive inner wall of your eye, from oxidative damage. A number of studies indicate that regular consumption of foods rich in these carotenoids may cut the risk of both cataracts and muscular degeneration. Thus, adding bell peppers to your diet may help lower your risk of visual impairments. Anemia prevention. No comment. Anemia. Anemia is a common condition characterized by a reduced ability of your blood to carry oxygen. One of the most common causes of anemia is iron deficiency. I'm I'm being called out my ass this episode, apparently. The main symptoms of which are weakness and tiredness. Not only are red bell peppers a decent source of iron, they are also exceptionally rich in vitamin C, which increases the absorption of iron from your gut. Dietary iron absorption increases significantly when you consume fruits or vegetables high in vitamin C, which is what bell peppers are. 
for this reason, using raw bell peppers alongside iron-rich foods, such as meat or spinach, may help increase your body's iron stores, cutting your risk of anemia. I just got kicked in the ass while I was down. <laughs> I have anemia. I have iron deficiency. I should probably be doing this. Probably. Probably. Adverse effects. <clears throat> Bell peppers are generally healthy and well-tolerated, but some people may be allergic. That said, al the allergy is actually quite rare, but do consult your physicians. Still, some people that have pollen allergy may all be also be sensitive to bell peppers due to allergic cross-reactivity. Allergic cross-reactions can happen between certain foods because they may contain the same allergens or allergens similar to chemical structure. Or, sorry, chemicals similar, sorry, or allergens similar in chemical structure. I got it out. We're good. <laughs> so now you're saying that's all well and good. We've talked about that. Now, why are we talking about it on a witchcraft channel? Hmm. We'll get into that. So folk magic uses of pepper. Many know or use hot or red chilies in their workings. However, there are people... Um, this was specifically founded at a Mexican botanica store. Uh, there is a green pepper novena candle. Um, peppers are called pimente or pimenta in Spanish and are close in other languages, but they are not all spicy. The Anaheim, Ancho, or Poblano variety are less spicy. Uh, hot pepper is more aggressive, commanding, and protective, and less ha and add hasten or to quicken a spell that can cause explosive reactions, too much passion or quarrel, burning akin to needles or a thorn. Uh, peppers are part, uh, like I've said many times, of the nightshade family. Uh, sorry, people used to believe tomato was poisonous and potato, if green or gone bad, can kill people. Oh. Yeah. Because they are a part of the nightshade family. That's, that's I think, what because Belladonna is also part of the Nightshade family and is poisonous, as Steph yes. talked about in another episode. Red or green bell peppers can be used in desire work for love as they are sweet. Usually a person's object of affection or partner's photo are placed between the two cut halves and then fixed shut. The vegetable is used as a spell container or jar. Looking at that... Um, my intuition is also telling me um, that maybe if you wanted to use it in, like, desire or love work, maybe make some stuffed peppers for yeah. your loved one and with your intention for kitchen magic. Mm -hmm. Peppers cleanse and absorb negativity, undo drinks used against evil, evil eye, witchcraft, or spells. Um, there's also a green pepper floor wash, uh, or it can be placed at your doorstep to cleanse and maintain the home or business. You can also have it in a bath. I would use the sweet peppers more than the bell peppers if you're looking to do something like that. Don't. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, it did. Um, I did see more, and if you look it up, a lot of it is about the hot peppers. Mm. Um in the magic work, but 
like you can use it as getting words out of my brain i promise you can work use it as like offerings in deity work or like um you could use it as offerings in like spirit guide work and things like that um like if anything like that desire like i said you can use it the way that they suggested or you can use it uh in kitchen magic for desire and love and um use it in your cooking um to add a bit of spice no pun intended uh in your cooking because it doesn't have any spice but um mm-hmm. <laughs> and things like that so really with any ingredient that you use um be it one you already know the magical properties of or weird ones such as bell peppers use your intuition and your your intention um in order to create especially kitchen witches kitchen witches if you are doing this just use your heart to cook I've learned that is the best way. That is that is how I get some of my best products. Is just that's that's how I got every everybody's favorite freaking pasta salad. And all I did was use my intention and my intuition to create that salad. Yeah, everybody likes it. But anyway, that's all I had for you for the bell pepper, and I got my stuff from kitchenproject.com. Chuesa.org, and I'm going to spell that for you guys. Uh, it was C-U-E-S-A.org. I got uh, also from rareseeds.com, sanchiskista.blogspot.com, uh, and again, I'll spell that word for you because it's a little strange. It is S-A-N-C-I-S-T-A.blogspot.com. I got some of my information from healthline.com, hunker.com, and uh, thespruceeats.com. We're talking about vervain, um, also known as verbena, uh, and Indian hyssop. Parts used are the leaves. It has a feminine energy. Planetary correspondence is Venus. Zodiac correspondence is Gemini. And chakras are second sacral and fourth heart. Holistic uses if worn in a sack near the neck, it is said to alleviate headaches. As a tea, it can help with insomnia. Elemental correspondence, water. <laughs> Magical uses are divination, inspiration, balance, ritual anointing, banishing, prophecy, releasing energy, empath, empathy, visions, cleansing, healing, relieving, and relieving depression. Um, medicinal uses. Colds, headaches, pain, anxiety, bleeding gums, arthritis are like the top. Um, So clears up chest congestion, colds, fever, chronic bronchitis, sore throat, and other respiratory infections. Muscle relaxant and pain reliever, anti-inflammatory. It helps to relieve stress, headaches, and swelling and inflammation from gout or arthritis. I should probably look into using this. 
for my stress headaches, eliminates toxins and helps protect the liver and kidneys, relieving pain from kidney stones and bladder infections. Used as a relaxing nervine to reduce stress and anxiety and help with insomnia, as well as for tension in the stomach due to suppression of emotion. Gentle astringent for soothing inflamed and bleeding gums, helps teething babies, promotes milk production in nursing mothers, balances women's hormones, good for menstrual pain, PMS and hot flashes, generally a good herb for a type A uptight workaholic personality who has who has trouble sitting still. Bitch. <laughs> Important um, can cause slight nausea and danger of miscarriage if taken in extremely large doses. So history. Vervain whispers of enchantment and worlds not quite seen. She'll teach you to see beyond the ordinary and help you explore the liminal lands of the psyche. Through her easy access to the in-between, she can call in the medicine of plants not present, making her a must for any healer's garden. Ask Vervain to channel her sisters and hold their place in a tea blend or incense. But remember, even though she's wispy, Vervain is powerful. A sip of her tea is magical. A cup nauseating a cup nauseating why because too much mystery puts us off balance think of it as emotion sickness of the soul so let vervain dance lightly on the edges of your consciousness reminding you of the infinite possibilities that unfold when you let magic in Celtic lore says that druids harvested vervain when neither the sun nor the moon was in the sky. These magical times occur most almost daily. We call them dawn and dusk. Vervain's medicine is the, is the medicine of the interstitial times and liminal places. Doorways, crossroads are the places where the sea foam curls onto the beach. The way to truly understand her is to hone your knowledge of the in-between. For three days, choose to observe the sunrise or sunset or both. Carve out 10 minutes to stand under the sky holding for vain in your heart. As you observe the magic and in between, if you have something weighing on your mind, be open to the possibilities of unexpected answers. The ancient mystics uh, venerated the in-between and the inter... The ancient mystics venerated the in-between and the interstitial as places where possibilities overlap, creating the perfect petri dish for synchronicity and magic. These places are often called crossroads because there, instead of continuing on your current path, you could choose to make a hard turn and explore the unknown. In mythology, crossroads have a guardian because major life changes often require the death of an old way of being, and humans need guidance or a trial to help them through this rite of passage. If you are standing at a crossroads today, what would you be willing to leave behind to take a new road? Many cultures have a guide or guardian who stand at the crossroads. Hecate, the goddess, the Greek goddess of the night, the moon, and the crossroads, as well as witchcraft. Janus, the Roman god of endings and beginnings, has two faces and turned toward one turned toward the future, the other to the past. Legaba is the West African crossroads spirit who facilitates messages between people and, and the gods. Kalik, the Celtic crone, is a gatekeeper of the spirit world. Another plant classed as officinalis, the name verbena is a Roman term used for many powerful sacrificial herbs the specific verbena plant is more commonly known as wild hyssop simpler's joy or holy herb and in many european languages is known as iron herb no doubt due to its stubbornness when being uprooted much of verbena's history is a magical one due to its reputation for protective or spiritual properties for druids it was the water of this plant being a pitcher 
being a pitcher of water that has had verbena soaked in it for at least a day, that formed a protective barrier when sprinkled about a house. However, for it to possess such strength, the plant must only be gathered with the left hand and um, at dawn and sunset. The Greeks similarly believed that it must be harvested with care, though their only stipulation was that it was to be dug up with the tools made of gold or with the antlers of a stag. Only then would it suit for use in love potions or as an aphrodisiac. The Magi of Persia used it in ceremonies, and European magicians in the Middle Ages often wore a crown of urbana for protection when working spells that involved summoning spirits. It is believed in East Anglia that the southern in the southern countries that verbena attracted animals an empty devoted coat could be filled by landing it with the scented leaves and in the Cambridgeshire fens an area prone to flooding it was believed that laying in the in the water could attract eels to aid with the search of drowned bodies accounts of roman history say that sprigs of verbena were often carried during peace negotiations and attributed which likely stems from earlier beliefs in persia Persian ambassadors carried the plant when writing treaties or declaring war, as the plant was seen to symbolize both a defiance of one's enemies and the desire for reconciliation. Used since the medieval era, verbena is considered an ancient healing. Verbena is considered an ancient healing plant. It is also called the herb of grace. Flowering heads and leaves were used to address ailments, including kidney and bladder issues, as well as menstrual cramps. Also used as an altar adornment and as a sacred herbal tool. It is also symbolic of nature and it's a mother herb. So verbena is delicate and slender with pale lilac colored flower clusters that culminate at the top of the leafless stem. It's a perennial herb. It is native to the Mediterranean, but is cultivated throughout Asia and Europe. Then I have a little poem that goes with um, verbena officinalis. Um, but like the hyssop, where it grows, its rootlets biting on the stone, it learns how life may best sustain, how turn each outward wrong to inward profiting of pain, and living hard may so live long. By Emily Pfeiffer, Blown Seed of Song. My sources are... <laughs> The Modern Witchcraft Guide to Magical Herbs by Judy Ann Nock, The House Witch by Erin Murphy Hiscock, um, Folk Magic and Healing, An Unusual History of Everyday Plants by Fez Inkright, The Illustrated Herbary by Mia Toll, Medicinal Herbs of Eastern Canada by Brenda Jones. I did it. You did it. And that's all we had for you today. We'll see you in the next episode. But if you need us before then, you can find us on the email at uh, gmail.com you can find us on our website www.truenorthwitches.com you can find us on twitter where we may have one tweeted or maybe we retweeted i'm not sure but you can find us there at true north witches on facebook at true north witches on youtube at true north witches on TikTok at True North Witches. On Patreon, patreon.com forward slash TNW podcast. Or look us up in the search bar at True North Witches. On Tickety Talk uh, at True North Witches. Uh, you can also find our Etsy shop at the True North Occult shop go check us out there stephanie's put a few extras on there and we now have tarot reading services also up uh, but that's all we have for you for this week which is finally this one took forever and a half 
you will never know the struggles <laughs> that I had <laughs> in order to get this up to you guys. Um, but uh, that is all we have for you today. Have a wonderful week, witches, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. See you in the next episode. Blessed be. Bye.